This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. There's that famous Winston Churchill quote that goes, perfection is the enemy of progress. And when it comes to playing jazz and becoming a better musician, this can't be more true in my opinion. When we get stuck trying to quote unquote master things, we, we don't move on to the next lesson that we need to learn. We get stuck in one place. We over-obsess over something. We're not allowing ourselves to learn all the multitude of things that can be learned and refined when we move on to other material. But at the same time, how do we know when we've learned something well enough? We don't want to move on to the next thing if we really haven't gotten any control over a particular musical concept. So in today's episode, I'm going to dive in deep with that. I want to help us answer this question. like How do we know when to move on to the next thing in our jazz playing? So buckle up. Let's get ready. It's going to be a good episode. Take some notes. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome back to all of our regular listeners. And hey, if this is your first time ever listening to the show, welcome. This is uh, where I help you become a better jazz musician. And I'm excited to do that as always. And uh, this is a really important topic today, simply because I get asked this question all the time. I get emails about this question, people in my courses, uh, people in my inner circle membership. In fact, We just had our monthly jazz mastermind in my inner circle membership. For those who are not in my inner circle, um, that is a monthly thing I do uh, for those members where we do live Q&A and answer questions. And one question that came up in the live Q&A was, how do I know when to move on? to the next thing. Like, how do I know when I've learned something good enough? Because oftentimes, especially in my courses and things like this, in that context, you know, people don't know. They just feel like, I I don't know if I really got that well enough to move on to the next thing. So how do you know? Because there's this fine line. And I'm sure that you've experienced that as well in your playing. You're in the practice room. Maybe you're learning a new tune. Maybe you're learning a solo. Maybe you're learning a lick. Maybe you're uh, composing your own song and you just don't know when to move on. You don't know if you really have gotten control. You don't know if that mistake that you keep making is acceptable. So we're going to really talk about that. I'm going to go over several points that I think will help you make a good decision. Now, before we jump into that, this episode is sponsored, of course, by my LGS Inner Circle membership. Now, in case you're not familiar, my LGS Inner Circle membership is a monthly jazz standard study. It is access to all of my premium practice program courses, access to Basics 101 courses, live monthly Q&As, as I just mentioned, uh, as well as an incredible, an incredibly awesome, diverse community 
of other like-minded musicians playing all sorts of instruments, living all across the entire span of the world, helping each other out to become better jazz musicians. So if you'd like to learn more about that, check that out, see if it's a right fit for you, go to ljsinnercircle.com and check it out. We'd love to have you join us as a member. Okay, let's jump into today's show. Okay, so I'm going to propose to you three questions that you should ask yourself to know whether you should move on to the next thing in your jazz playing, whatever material you happen to be working on. To put your mind at ease a little bit, just to help you work that out so that you know uh, whether you need to spend a little bit more time on it or if it's better just to move on. But before I propose those questions to you, I think we should talk a little bit more about this concept of, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. Perfection is the enemy of progress. It's important that we understand that jazz is a journey, that learning music is a journey. And I personally have never mastered anything. I've never mastered a song form. I've never mastered a solo. I've never mastered playing a scale. I've never really mastered just about anything musically or elsewhere in my life. Jazz, like a lot of other things in life, is simply a journey that we're always improving just a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And what helps us get through all of that is having a goal, like understanding why we're doing it all in the first place. Why are we playing jazz? Why are we improving? Why are we practicing? What goal are we trying to eventually reach? And that can help us keep motivated, of course, to keep going. But we're never going to really get to that goal if we keep getting stuck in one place, if we keep focusing too much on one thing, waiting for that one thing to reach perfection, to quote unquote master it, we're not going to be able to learn all the other lessons that are open and available to us right in front of our face that are just waiting, no begging to be discovered. We need to have balance. We need to have balance between you know working on things and making them feel comfortable and solid for us, feeling like we've moved the needle a little bit, to going on to the next thing where we can learn even more. So please, please never get too obsessed or stuck on one thing, because if you do, you're likely missing out on other things that you could be working on that will help you even more. So we can never master anything. It's only just little bits of progress at a time. And you know, you might be on one part of the path. I might be on another part of the path. Someone else might be on another part of the path different from us. You know, it doesn't really matter. We're all just sort of, you know, going along this ride and hopefully enjoying it at the same time. Like hopefully actually the reason you're listening to this podcast and the reason you pick up your instrument and you practice and you're doing all this stuff is because you actually are having fun. Like you actually enjoy it. And we can start losing a little bit of that enjoyment when we do get over obsessed with perfection because we start getting frustrated that it's not perfect. I know inside of some of my courses and inside of my membership, I encourage people often to post videos of themselves improvising or doing an assignment in our community boards. And, you know, sometimes I hear from people that say, I haven't done it yet just because. Uh, you know, I'm not really good yet and I'll wait until I've, you know, got this one thing down. And I always encourage them to, 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 to ignore that feeling to, to know, just, just do it. Just put yourself out there. Everybody's waiting to cheer you on. Everybody's waiting to help. And this will help you solidify where you're at now 
so that you can have a benchmark for improvement. And not to talk too much here about my inner circle, but it really is a good example of, of this sort of environment here. Um, inside of our Jazz Standards Club, uh, we start a new Jazz standard study at the beginning of the month. And some people, right out of the gate, like the first couple days that the new Jazz Standard comes out, have been posting videos of themselves just improvising over the tune, and they're using it as a benchmarker. They're posting it in the community and using it as a benchmarker so that by the end of the month, they can listen back to that video that they did and see where they came from, right? To see how they improved, whether it's big, whether it's small, it doesn't matter. And that is what this is all about, my friends. No matter where you're at in your jazz playing, don't let perfection stop you from moving forward. Okay, so with all of that being said, what are the questions we should ask ourselves in order to know whether it is time or not to move on to the next thing? So question number one, question number one, on a scale of one to 10, how comfortable do you feel with the material? Okay, number one, on a scale of one to 10, how comfortable do you feel with the material? So this is a self-assessment thing. It can be difficult to self-assess, and that's why we have two other questions along with this to help us make a decision. So if you're going to say, ah, I have scale of two, I don't feel comfortable with the material. Okay, so if that's the case, maybe you haven't been working on it enough, right? Maybe you need to spend a little bit more time. Maybe you keep fumbling and you don't really know the melody to that jazz standard. If you don't really know the melody to the jazz standard, yeah, you probably don't feel very comfortable with playing that tune. So therefore, it would warrant that you spend a little bit of extra time working on it. If you're at a 5 out of 10, you know, you may have been putting some effort into it, but maybe it's a little bit of a challenging concept for you. Maybe, you know, this is your first time learning uh, a chorus of a solo by, by ear. You've never really done this by ear before. So it's kind of difficult for you to play along with the recording and do all this stuff. You've put them some work and you just say you're at a 5. You're not really nailing it quite yet. Well, if you're at a 5, maybe a little bit more effort, a little bit more effort is in order. Now, when we get to the six to seven range, that's where things getting a little start getting a little bit gray. Because if we're at like an eight or a nine or a 10, that means you're feeling really comfortable with it. And that's a good thing. If you can get there, that's a good thing. But when we get to the six range, that's where we start start asking questions a little bit deeper. Like, you know, how, you know, how comfortable do I really feel? Like, you know, how am I doing? And that again, this is why we have a couple other questions to ask that are important to consider as well. But if you're at an eight, right, if you're at a seven or an eight, that is where you can start really thinking, you know, maybe it's time to move on. Maybe if you're at a six, I want you to ask the other two questions that I'm about to propose to you. But if you're at a seven or an eight, it could be a good time to move on, especially uh, especially considering some of the other questions that I keep teasing to you over and over again here. Okay, so do a little bit of a self-assessment. How comfortable do you feel? If you feel really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable, maybe you need a little bit more time. If you're feeling relatively comfortable, okay, it could mean that you know you should move on or if you want, you can spend a little extra time. If you feel really, really comfortable, don't stay there anymore, right? You're not gonna, you don't need to completely make it perfect, right? There's more things to learn, so move on to the next thing. So that's question number one. On a scale of one to 10, how comfortable do you feel with the material you're working on? Question number two, question number two. How long 
have you been working on this material? Number two, how long have you been working on this material? Now, this is an important question because let's say you feel you're at a five out of 10 with how comfortable you're at with the material, but you've been working on it for a month, right? A whole month you've been working on, let's say it's um, a solo uh, or, uh, or, or just improvising over a jazz standard. And you've been working at this for a whole month, a long time. You have been putting a lot of effort and work into it, yet you still feel like you're a five out of 10. Okay. Now the importance of, of asking yourself how long is if you've been spending a really, really long time on it, maybe it's time to change things up a little bit. Maybe we just keep hitting a wall and what we need to do is go on another pathway or open up another door to break through that wall, right? And then we can come back to that and it'll be easier to scale that wall. Does that make sense? So sometimes if we're really at something for a really long time, is it worth it to continually pound at it over and over and over again? I'm not so sure that it is. I think sometimes we need to take a little diversion, see if we can get something from another approach. Okay, maybe you're working on a jazz standard um, like um, Recordame by Joe Henderson. Okay, now Recordame, it's a great tune, um, but there are some harmonic twists and turns in there. So maybe what you do is you worked on Recordame because you really wanted to play that tune, um, but you're a five out of 10 and it's been a month and you've been working hard on it and you just still don't feel comfortable improvising over it. Well, maybe it's time to go, okay, let's leave that there. We learned something. It's not like you didn't learn something, right? So you learn something. Let's go ahead and see what it's like to practice the blues a little bit, you know, because the blues, you know, it's a little bit of a shorter form, uh, very common harmony we need to know. So maybe if we really worked on the blues a lot, that'll help open up some doors as well and learning some blues, uh, some of the blues, jazz blues changes a little bit better. So that's another door. That's another avenue that you'll learn some other things along the way that perhaps will give you a bit of an aha moment so that when you come back to record a May, it'll be a little bit easier because maybe you understand a 251 or perhaps the tune is Autumn Leaves. It has a lot of 251 chord progressions in it. And Recordame also does have some 251 chord progressions. So maybe a simpler tune like Autumn Leaves will help you digest those 251 chord progressions a little bit better and it'll help you with Recordame. So how long have you been working on it? If you haven't been working on it very long, right? then maybe you need to spend a little bit longer. Like, let's just say you've only been working on something for one week and you're still a five out of 10. Well, then maybe you can go for another week and see how you feel, right? I mean, because, you know, one week isn't that long to be doing something. And it's also important to remember too that when we're practicing, we probably shouldn't be only working on one thing. I don't ever recommend working on too many things at once, but if any of you have been following my podcast for a while, I do have what I call my big three or the three pillars of jazz improvisation, and that is technique, jazz repertoire, and jazz language. Jazz language could be solos or learning licks. Jazz repertoire is learning tunes, and technique could be anything specific to your instrument or patterns or scales, things like this to help us get control of our instrument. So it could be helpful to be picking things out of those categories and maybe doing one, two, or three of those categories so that helps keep a little bit of variety. But if you've been working on a piece for one week and you feel like you're a five out of 10, give it another week and then reassess yourself at the end of that week because that's not a very long time. But if we're talking about a month, over a month, 
that might be just you know you're beating you're beating a dead horse here for lack of uh, of a better analogy. I hate that analogy actually. I don't know why I use that. But um, th- this way you can go take take a diversion somewhere else. So number two, how long have you been working on this material? That's important for our analysis here. Okay, the last question, last question. This is an important question to ask yourself. Does the material you are working on occur often? in other jazz concepts you will work on. Number three, does the material you are working on occur often in other jazz concepts you will work on? And now I alluded to this in my answer to number two a little bit, my explaining of number two, but if we have a bunch of two five ones in record a May, but we also have a bunch of two five ones in autumn leaves, well, it could make a lot of sense to take a break from record a May and go to autumn leaves because we're not only going to learn a new tune, we're going to have plenty of opportunity to work on some 2-5-1 chord progressions, okay? Now, you might be learning a solo and, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of new to the learning by ear thing and playing along with the recordings so you can really get all those notes. So you do your best. You learn a, a bit of a Sonny Rollins solo. Maybe it's a 12-bar blues and, and you get that down, but you still fumble some notes. You still miss some things. Um, and it's a, it was a long, slow process because you're not used to it. So it took you a while to learn all of it. And so maybe you're a little bit tired. Maybe you're a little bit burnt out on it, but you're not happy with exactly how perfect you're playing it. The question is, can you move on to another chorus of the solo or can you move on to another solo altogether and also keep learning jazz language? Or maybe you look at that and you go... You know, I don't have this whole thing perfect, but there was this particular lick in there that I really liked. And maybe if I can just get that down really well, that will be a good day's work, right? So then you go and you say, okay, let's move on to just focusing on that one lick, or let's move on to focusing on another concept here that I think will help because I know that this keeps coming up time and time again. So I always like to say this, especially when it comes to learning jazz standards. The more standards you learn, the better you're going to get. Why? Because there is more harmonic information you're going to learn. There's more musical context you're going to come across naturally. So you've got to let the tunes teach you how to play. So if you're only working on one tune over and over and over again, trying to make it perfect, well... You're missing out on all of the other amazing information that's in the other tunes. So, does the material you are working on occur often in other jazz concepts you will work on? If so, it might be time to abandon that for just a little bit, move on to something else, and just keep progressing. Okay, so let me just summarize these three questions I want you to ask yourself. Number one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how comfortable do you feel with the material, right? Do a little bit of a self-assessment. Number two, how long have you been working on this material? Is it a long time? Is it a short time? Do you need a little bit more? Or has it been a good road, uh, a long road, and you need to move on? Number three, does the material you are working on occur often in other jazz concepts you will work on? So after you've completed this assessment, I think you'll have a better idea of where you're at and whether it's worthwhile to move on or not. Okay. So I want you to really think about that with whatever you're practicing with. This is your call to action. Whatever you're working on in the practice room right now, ask yourself, is it time to move on or should I keep working on this? Do that self-assessment for yourself and then see where you land on the other side. 
All right, that is all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me. I do appreciate it. Hope that this helped a little bit, helped you uh, make a better decision about whether to move on or not. I know this is a question I get asked a lot, and so I know this will be a helpful episode for many of you. All right, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, if you are interested in checking out my LJS Inner Circle membership, uh, that is the sponsor of the show. We don't do sponsors from outside stuff. We just promote our own stuff here. So uh, ljsinnercircle.com is where you can check that out further, and it's a great way for me to help you further in your jazz playing. Uh, As always... Feel free to subscribe to the show on I, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Would love to have you subscribe, uh, leave a rating and review if you enjoyed it. And we're going to be coming out with another great episode next week. Really excited for that one. And I'll see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.